3: Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have two guests. I mean, I must be moving up if I can have two at one time. I have uh, Coach McLeod and Coach Rodriguez. Um, They are the host of their own podcast, The Mesh Point, which you guys all probably heard of. I'm the spread guy, so they might give me some crap, which is fine. I'm here to learn. It's all good. It's all good. Um, I, I... I'm so grateful that you guys came on on my lonely little podcast here. It's nothing too major. So I appreciate it. Um, could you guys please introduce yourself to anybody who may not know who you are? Tony, go first or
4: you want me to go first coach? Sure. Tony, go uh, ahead. Yeah. My name is Tony Rodriguez. I'm uh, originally from Tampa, Florida, and I just finished up my 13th year coaching. Um, uh, actually, uh, here in Alabama enterprise high school, just finished up the year. And, uh, I coached a lot down in uh, Tampa uh, at a school called East Bay High School and uh, Riverview High School and uh, got into coaching uh, basically because it was a passion of, of, of mine, you know what I mean? Uh, something I was passionate about. Um, I always had fond memories of a uh, uh, high school experience and uh, really admired my coaches and kind of wanted to model after them and, and go down that path. And um, I thought about doing other things before, like being an electrician or joining the Army. I just didn't get me on fire, like, you know, working with kids and recreating, you know, my whole life, uh, I think I was out recreating, whatever, playing whatever sport, you know, uh, was, was in season, you know what I mean? So it's just something I'm, I'm passionate about, you know,
5: uh, and that's kind of how I got started. So coach McLeod. All right. Well, um, yeah, Matt McLeod. Um, I'm originally from, uh, a little small town outside of Clemson called six mile. Um, and, and, uh, so, so I went to, uh, Daniel high school and, and and came from an educator family. Uh, My mom taught high school chemistry. If you've ever seen the movie Radio, right? So my mom, T.L. Hanna, my mom taught at that high school for many, many, many years, um, high school chemistry. And then I got to Clemson and uh, and I was playing football and thought I wanted to be a wildlife biologist. And then, uh, well, really what I wanted to be is Department of Natural Resources officer right, I thought it'd be cool, right, to kind of police the game, but then also have a chance to go fishing, too, right, so I thought it was, like, the best job ever, and then I had a professor tell us that, uh, like, the median age of those guys was, like, 50, and then he was, like, you know, just reflect, you're, like, 20, right, so you got to wait 30 years for that type of job to come open, and and then, so I, you know, thought about that for a little bit, took a hard, hard left, and uh, went went over to the education department at Clemson and graduated degree in education. And then, you know, I had some influential coaches, right? Growing up and originally thought I wanted to coach high school football. I was fortunate enough to start coaching at Clemson early and uh, spent a lot of years coaching college football. And then, you know, my wife and I, we, I was here at William & Mary, which is why I'm in Williamsburg currently, Virginia. And uh, I was at William & Mary and uh, my wife fell in love with Williamsburg and family's here, and um, so we put down some some permanent roots, and now I'm, I'm a PE, driver's ed, teacher, uh, assistant coach at Lafayette High School here in town, and I uh, get a chance to work with some guys that uh, that I coach with at William Murray, and that's been a very rewarding experience for me. So um, we, we have a good time. So that's kind of where how I got into it and where I'm at now. Been a lot of years.
3: Yeah, it feels like a lot of years for me. I'm on year 12, and my hair's falling out, white's yeah. popping up somewhere, and yeah. Uh, yeah. knees are cracking, and this and that. Yeah. I just turned 30 last week, so everything's a little popping now. It's a little, uh, yeah. getting a little older. Um, yeah, I think
5: I'd probably trade you for 30 right now, though. <laughs>
3: you're not the first person to tell me that, so it must be something behind that. Yeah, um, we'll see. <laughs> Now was that a rough Notre Dame game for you in Clemson, or was well, that just an exciting game? Yeah, yeah. Well, I,
5: hey, look, man. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you're you're good, dude. It's all good. I, I, um, look, it's look, we had played two Catholic schools back to back, man. You know what I mean? That's tough sledding for anybody. I don't care who you are. So, no, uh, no. Nah, nah, joking aside, I look. I mean, it was a good game, right? I we went to overtime, got some free football out of it. We didn't we didn't come out on top, and that's all right. We'll, we'll be fine, and uh, I was glad for a good game, and we get some guys healthy. It'll be another good game, to be honest with you, because I, I don't know that Notre Dame will lose. Hopefully they don't screw up and do what they normally do and mess up and lose to somebody they shouldn't. You know what I mean? So uh, hopefully they keep winning, and, and we keep winning, and we'll meet again, and then, hey, see what happens, right? That's what it's about. Listen, coach won't say but I'm gonna say it, right?
4: The Heisman Trophy award winner was not playing that night, right? Let's just be honest, call it like it was, right? But that. Yeah. Well. It was, yeah. It was the I best mean. Best games I've ever seen, though, it
5: was an instant classic. Let's I agree just on help my, Yeah. I no, I, I, yeah. No. I mean, look, I, uh, I, I, I was impressed with Notre Dame being able to stop uh, Etn. To be honest with you, I mean, he hadn't really been stopped all year, so I thought they had a great game plan. To be honest, and so you know, hey, it's all right when you when you, when you do a draw in regular in, in, in regular time, and you get some, you know, overtime. Who knows, right? So,
3: Clemson wins that game nine times out of ten, and that one time they didn't. They'll see each other in the championship. I said they're going to see each other again, yeah. and and Clemson's going to be Clemson, and but you know what? Good for Notre Dame for finally getting a win. Yeah. I guess like they yeah, needed yeah. that.
5: Yeah, um, no, they did. They they did. As much as I say, say it, it was at our expense, but they didn't need it. I mean, it was a great game to watch
4: as a fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, Etn, the running back, oh my God, man, he's special. I yeah. mean, he, yeah. he might win half of the Heisman. You know what I mean? He, yeah.
5: He's a yeah. He's a dynamic player. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
4: No, but they not- did a great
5: job containing him, I thought. So,
3: definitely. And then who's the quarterback's name? Trevor, Trevor
5: Lawrence or the, or the young kid?
3: The young kid. He looks fantastic
5: oh yeah 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 big Cinco that's his nickname yeah. there
4: you
3: go <laughs> I can't say his name I'm just like the young yeah. gun. I can't say his name
5: yeah sorry right.
3: because you have 400 he's... some passing yards
5: yeah yeah no he's he stepped in done a great job I, you know definitely you know if you're sitting there thinking as a coach right you got you know one of the best players I mean in, in all of football sitting on the bench with COVID right and you got a kid who's a true freshman. You got to feel pretty good about your future based on watching that kid play a few games. So the and Cubs, then
3: Clemson have a few defensive there. guys out too. A few yeah, yeah,
5: guys. yeah, yeah. So it's kind of the
4: story. We got a what's that, Tony? It's kind of the story of football right now. Uh, yeah. You know, it's I know it's a little different across America. Everybody's got different rules. You know, we were just talking about that before we came on. Uh, I don't know how you deal with it as a coach, you know what I mean? But uh, it's, it's adversity, and, 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 you, and you preach about handling adversity. So you don't want to, you know, use that as an excuse, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, everybody's kind of going through that. I know uh, at a high school team, I, one of my buddies I just talked to, uh, he was about to lose his one of his tackles, stud offensive lineman, right? And uh, the, the athletic director came in there and uh, measured with a tape measure and he was just one inch over six foot. So he got to stay in play because, he you know, they have to be six foot. If they're within six foot, they got to go home and quarantine. If somebody, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it was like Thursday. The game's Friday. You, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just a new dynamic people are dealing with. Yeah. You, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. it's hard to coach.
5: Yes, Yes. Yeah, I was talking to uh, uh, Brian uh, Gallagher uh, today on the phone up at Boonton, and uh, he uh, in New Jersey they didn't do playoffs this year, right? So what they did is you, you played seven, no six, six, and then they paired you with a team that's like you know your same level, right? But they could not not from a from a wins and losses standpoint, right? Not from a population standpoint, so. He ended up playing last week. They ended up playing the team they played last year in the finals in the state championship. And then this next week they played the, the level, the, I think their division four, they played a division five state champion next week from last year. So, but the point he was making was he's like, he's like, I hate to say this, but man, it's been tough. It's, you know, it's like, you wake up every day with this kind of feeling in your gut, right? Is this the day that's going to be the day I can't get the coach, right? That they're going to shut it all down. It's going to get shut down, right? And so, you know, he's like that whole gut-wrenching feeling all year has been really difficult. And uh, he's like, you know, we don't, we don't have anybody in a, the building's not open, they're virtual. So if it like rains the day they have practice, right, They they have to they have to, they, they can't have practice. They can't go inside. So they have to have zoom meetings and things like that. So it, yeah, it's been tough, um, but Hey, at least they got to play. We're at least Tony got to, to have a season. You you're just <laughs> and I are sitting here waiting for the spring. So, you know,
1: yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. During our, we got some contact days. We, had, we were allowed 20 days in our, like between September and October and the head coaches, some kid in his class got COVID, but they're all virtual. And one of the things he brought up was, well, if they were in here right now, I would have to quarantine for 10 days. So yeah. who's going to be the head coach? Well, the right. OC would, but then what if he was around a kid Well then who's next up, who's going to know the plays, who's going to know the signals or whatever. It's a and guy so he was,
4: that always yells, throw the ball. Yeah. That guy gets to be the <laughs> coordinator for the game.
3: <laughs> we'll have to fall on me again. And I'm like, Oh, you don't want that. Now we don't want me to be doing, I'm the line guy. We're not doing that. We're gonna run power every play. That's what's gonna happen. (laughs) Power or mesh. One of the two is gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. But but there was a coach. I don't know if it was Illinois or somewhere. He got one of those crane things that went up in the air, uh, those tree things, and he Mm -hmm. had COVID. He went up in there. He's like, I'm way above everybody, and he coached the game from up there. That's awesome. he had the they put the plaster the, the the things around him and he went up there with his headset on and called the plays then they had to wait for everybody to leave the stadium before he could come down because <laughs> he didn't want to give it up
2: and i yeah. told him i was like
3: they're gonna do that that somebody's gonna do that here i know it. somebody's gonna do yeah
5: it. well some some of the links we go to coach of football
4: game,
3: yeah you know but I
4: do, uh I was watching the Florida-Arkansas game this weekend. My son goes to the University of Florida, and uh, uh, the the head coach for Arkansas was out. So the OC had to be the head coach, you know, because he had the COVID or whatever. He had to watch from home. But, I don't know, you think about all, all the coaches in the NFL with those shields on, right? It kind of looks like they're in a daggum bubble,
5: you know what I mean? Yeah. Or they're going scuba diving down deep, you know what I mean? Something. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I also
5: funny. think it brings up an interesting point, right? So if you think about your staff dynamic and how it's made up, right, you – as a head coach, you really have to prepare your staff. I mean, th- those guys, you know, like, you know, you, you know, like you said, your head coach gets, you know, get, gets, uh, from a contact tracing standpoint, get, get, or gets COVID right. You've got to make sure your staff knows what they're doing and knows your expectations so that they can step right in. Right. It's just like we ask kids to step up when a kid gets hurt. So we got to do the same thing as coaches, not miss a beat And I think that's, a sign of a good football coach, you know, in um, a good program, you don't miss a beat when that stuff happens. You know what I mean? And so it, 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 it you know, it brings up some interesting ideas of, of how to get your whole program established and prepared and on the right track. And and maybe due to COVID, that's helped a lot of coaches out. You know what I mean?
4: Mm-hmm. But did you see, uh, Gene Chizik was on uh, Twitter this morning or something, made a statement. <laughs> I saw um, he, he was commenting about, was it Champ? Will Muschamp? Oh, yeah, 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 he got let go
5: of South
4: Carolina, yeah. Is that, is that fair? And then think about it in terms of high school. You know, my high school uh, in this county versus the next county, local governments are making rules and laws different, right? And so yep. uh, we, we talked about this a long time ago, was like, you know, a school that's been practicing, and then now you get to play a school that, you know, is – further behind that's not fair right it's it's it's, it's totally different And so um there's no parody this year i think uh people just need to be more relaxed with the uh you know the expectations i guess you know what i mean like you said earlier just being able to play and have a positive season for the kids uh you know so they have memories that, that's what it's all about at the end of the day kind of lessens the uh
5: importance of winning right yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and I think if you reflect back to the first game of the year with Navy and BYU, right, that, that that just goes to show you, right, Utah's whole COVID response was completely different than Maryland's, you know what I mean? Yeah. It showed, you know, yeah. it showed. So, um, I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, you can't, and you can't be
4: mad at Navy, you know what I mean? No,
5: I know they, they did what oh. the best they could. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yep. What, were well, the love. cleanest program, they said? They were the cleanest program. And they yeah. just weren't touching and it showed. But, I mean, they were healthy. So, you had yeah. to pick.
4: Yeah. I know he took a lot of crap, you know, uh, uh, Coach Ken, because, you know, they didn't t- live tackle and live block. They were blocking bags and donuts and tackling donuts and stuff like that. So, but it's it's just, you know, unpreventable, man. You, you got to take those safety measures. I agree with you guys. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
4: So,
3: and I started thinking about the coaching thing because when I was OC, I signaled everything in. Nobody else did it. Like that was me. Because you never thought I was not going to be there. Right. Now that you're bringing that up, like we talked about, like who's going to call def- the head coach is our defensive coordinator. So who's going to coach the defense? Well, he had to t- He's teaching a guy. Well, then what if he goes down too? So you have to have a backup for a backup for a backup. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like me behind the OC, I have to know what he's going to do, how to practice it, and then this and that and it's, we're more talking more like it's virtual, but we're talking, we're figuring it out all summer. That's what we did. And, uh, and this is the new normal. I think this virtual stuff's yeah. going to be a new normal. Like why well, get together on a Sunday for three hours? You can watch film and see each other for an hour on zoom.
5: Yeah, no, I, I I'm with you. I'm with you. Plus I, I think when you look at uh, positives from it, right, maybe you've communicated more than you ever have just listen to you talk. Uh-huh. So, and that's not a bad thing spend more time
4: with your family and stuff like that too. I mean, that's yep. been amazing. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? To be, the, to be able to do that, but it's going to be, it's going to be really expensive to fundraise for one of them glass cranes. Like you said, so you coach. From... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
5: The plexiglass cherry picker, right? <laughs>
3: you know? Somebody might donate for free advertisement. They'll be like, Oh, this is our tree cutting service. Like, look at this. We can, we we'll, we'll yeah. do for you and somebody will do it. Yeah yeah i'm afraid of heights Uh, so don't put me up there
4: yeah exactly
3: (laughs) if they told me to go up there to watch the box i'm like nope you can fire me i'm scared of heights i'm not going up there you pay me ten thousand more dollars i might think about it but besides that no no see this is the joe rogan podcast see we just start talking it's fine i know
5: that's (laughs) Ah. three three football coaches right we could talk for hours
3: Oh, goodness. Sure. That's why sometimes I have to cut it off. Like, Oh, we could go on for three hours on one topic.
5: Yeah. no doubt.
3: Um, so I, how'd you guys start your, so I, I, I've been talking to so many coaches There's so many podcasts. There's so much stuff. And I, I try to watch people's stuff and listen. I try to listen to two new ones a day. Like I listened to one of your guys's today and then coach Sheffer had one cause I'm on his mm-hmm. a lot. So I had to listen to one of his. And then I talked to another coach. I gotta listen to his the next day. So, which, which,
4: which one did you listen to out of curiosity? I'm just curious.
3: Of his? I missed one of oh, his, his program Of ours. I'm just I curious. I listened to what the one? first one. I went to listen to the first one. I oh, went back. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's the worst one. That's about us. <laughs> well, I had <laughs> yeah. to know before. I had to do my research. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm
5: ready. Yeah. We're just giving you our time.
3: Um. So how did you guys come up with your guys' podcast and your stuff? And how'd you come up with such a good name? My name is terrible, but I just stuck with it. So you came up with a good name and a good podcast. So how'd you guys come up with that and, and all that?
4: Coach, you want to talk about how we kind of developed the podcast? I'll talk about the name.
5: Yeah, you, you talk about the name. So, so, um, so I, I have a, uh, a website called flexbonenation.com, right? And Tony runs a Twitter chat every Mondays during the off season, um, for option coaches. Right. So we had been, you know, for years going back and forth talking about option stuff. And, um, you know, he, he wrote articles from my blog on my website and, and then we like, we'd go back and forth on Meshpoint Monday and, and we were up talking about, I think mid triple late one night. And, uh, yeah, Tony was like, hey you know we just sat here and talked about this whole thing you know we, we should we should get together and, and, and do a podcast and get it out for the benefit of not only us for everybody you know and And I was like, yeah that's a you know that's a, actually a, a good idea and, it, and then we kind of started brainstorming and it, it basically it boiled down to the fact that we Tony and I felt like from a professional development standpoint it would help us be better coaches you know what I mean by having people on, that we could learn from. And, uh, you know, we, we started off with the people we knew, right? You know, you, the people willing to come on and gut it out with you for those first couple till you mm-hmm. can figure it out and understand, right? And so, you know, we we grabbed people we knew and just talked some ball. And, um, you know, I just kind of went from there. But, you know, I think, you know, Tony and I had a relationship before we started it and it just has, you know, blossomed from there, I would say. so. I agree. Uh, with, as far as the name goes,
4: uh, mesh point is kind of like associated with triple option football. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, whether you are running midline, uh, inside of your outside of your you know, you're always talking about the mesh point. You know, and um, it's just a staple part of the, the option game. And uh, I was doing a Twitter chat, and like Coach said, it's called Mesh Point Monday. And um, what we would do is uh, every everybody's reply, so that everybody could read it we would put hashtag mesh point at the end. And so I would put a question out and put a hashtag mesh point out there and you could search it. You know, you could search everybody's replies, uh, uh, through that hashtag. And, uh, so we're like, oh, what are we going to call the, the podcast? Well, we already use hashtag mesh point. Why not the mesh point? You know what I mean? And it is it, yeah. kind of, kind of took off from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I know, uh, I know there's a clinic called the mesh point up there in Pennsylvania But, uh, you know, we borrow from each other. It's all football. (laughs) It's all good. Uh, Yeah. But uh, that's pretty much how it came to to be, so.
3: Yeah, it's better than me. It was – I made mine back in February. I was like, something with coaching. Oh, sidelines. Let's just go with that. And then I realized how stupid it was. But I was like, I already typed it in. I'm not changing it. It's too late now. (laughs) we got to stick with it. I think it's
5: a good – I think it's good. I mean, I think it – look, you're trying to relate to football, right? I mean, what – what word relates to football there on the sidelines, right? You're a coach, you're on the sideline, you're coaching. You're good, dude. I, I think it's great. Hey, so. Coach,
4: hey, coach is, it, uh, is this a PG podcast or is it a PG-13 rated R? Like, have you decided Whatever you
3: want. You whatever you want it to be, I can make it happen. That's how flexible I, I am. Rules. I don't
4: want to break rules, man. You know what I mean? We had a guy break a rule on our podcast before. So we're we're no longer a PG podcast, you know what I mean? So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and
5: I forgot to edit it out. How about that?
4: <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I yeah. was gonna say you could've you could have came up with the slapdick podcast like yeah. uh what is that coach uh, Jason from the coach last two? Yeah. Oh, Coach Brown, I'm Jason Brown. Yeah. So, I mean, it could have been worse. Yeah. yeah. Thinking, you yeah.
3: know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> nah I think
4: you're on it. Thirteen. All right.
3: But <laughs> so that works for him. He's got a cigar now. He's got a whiskey.
2: <laughs> and Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
1: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready.
2: It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible.
1: Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather.
2: Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.
3: I I had a coach on here from Last Chance You on his staff that second season on the show. He wasn't on the camera a lot. He coaches in Wisconsin now at a private high school. And when I first ever talked to him, I talked to him in April, I think. He just wanted to talk ball. He would not answer a lot of my questions. He was like, I I don't want to say nothing about Last Chance you. Then on the podcast, he was like, I don't care anymore. You can ask me whatever. but I'm not going to talk bad about anybody. You can ask me whatever. And my first question is coach Brown exactly like it shows? And he goes, he's worse. Like the stuff he says, it was worse than what they show. And I couldn't record what he told me. Some of the things he said, and I was like, Oh, okay. But he goes, but that's who he is. That's truly who that guy is. So he's like, what you see is who he is. And yeah. I said, well, that's kind of good, I guess. Like it's, it's fine.
5: Yeah. Well, it's a true representation. Yeah.
3: Yeah. There was nothing fake about it. And
5: yeah. Yeah. Um,
3: no, I made this to be like an ESPN thing. Like, I love talking sports. It was just going to be a general thing. And then COVID happened. So there was no sports. There was nothing to do. Yeah. And then uh, Coach Sheffer tweeted one day, I'm looking to start a podcast. So I sent him a thing, like, use Anchor just because it's free. You can do whatever. And then he had me on his for his program profiles, and his just shot through the roof. And I was like, I'm taking all the credit for your podcast because I told you how to do it. <laughs> yeah and he started at coaches on so I was like I'm gonna step up and get coaches on so that's how I started to do it but mine was I still do my ESPN thing like Sundays me and my two friends do a college football recap on Sundays um I do my Chicago Bears sadness minute because I'm getting tired of watching them and (laughs) uh so I I slowly get coaches on and it's building those relationships I'm learning something and uh yeah And during COVID and stuff, there's nothing, it's free therapy, in my opinion. We need to start charging people. Like, this is free. We can start charging to start talking.
5: Well, I think, too, like, uh, that's good, you know? Yeah. And it brings the world and shrinks it down, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, know you're in Illinois, I'm in Virginia, Tony's in Alabama, right? So we would never probably have a chance to meet otherwise. So it's pretty neat, you know?
3: Yeah. Like, on, coach Sheffer's first one. I'm in Illinois, Sheffer's in Virginia, Banster's in Ohio, and then Bennett's in South Carolina. So you had the whole circle right there of like, this would never happen unless we had podcast or zoom or or any uh, Twitter, even like you would never have this stuff. Right. Without that. So that's why I tell people, social media is good or bad. And I chose the good side. Like let's use it for this.
5: Yeah, no, absolutely. We, we totally agree. It's uh definitely a tool to help connect, make connections, make friends, talk Mm -hmm. all, you know, um, it's been fun and, uh, you got to find a positive from all of this, you know? So.
3: See, I told you, I see some shiny and that's where I'm going to go. Some shinies over there and start talking, but. that's all All right.
5: We're good. We're enjoying it.
3: Um, so have you guys always coached, in like a flex bone option offense? Or are you guys ever coaching something else? And like how did you decide like the flex bone and stuff is our offense? This is what I love. Like what what came down to that?
5: Yeah, so um so so I well, all right. So I played in a split back veer offense. I got the Clemson and played primarily on defense till a couple years. Senior year, and then we were in a high option team. And then, um, you know, at that point, started coaching defensively. And, um, I mean, we, we, we played air force, okay. And <laughs> I mean, you know, this was a, back in the 90s, right? So, zone die wasn't a thing, and anyway we felt like we had a pretty good game plan. Right. So, and it was as tight as a tick at halftime and man, they just came out and used a lot of formations, same type plays, but different formations and they just gutted us. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think at that time, you know, my perfect thought of an offense was, you know, two back power counter ISO, you know what I mean? Trap. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and then, and then it kind of morphed into kind of like what Stanford was doing with the unbalanced line stuff and still running power. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: You know, and then that, you know, and then you started thinking back to, you know, if you really could boil it down to something, you felt like you really had a hard time defending what, what is that? You know what I mean? And every time I asked myself that question, that air force game came up. So so to answer your question, no, I've coached other stuff, but you know, for me, w- what gave me the most fits was any kind of was any kind of option concept. So, you know, that started building it from there, and um, and that's kind of where where I am. And I, uh, T- Tony's got a little different path, yeah, than me. But uh, I, I just, you know, when you when you boil it down and you look at it, it's difficult to defend. As long as you're able to, as a coach, as long as you're able to practice correctly and understand what your deficits are and your weaknesses are and how to overcome them. And mm-hmm. other than that, it's like anything else. So, yeah, I mean, biggest thing, we're,
4: we're ambassadors. You know what I mean? I think we're both in situations right now where maybe we're not running flex bone to a T, you know, every play, um, but we're ambassadors of this office because we know it works and it's, uh, it can be dominant. And uh, you can win championships with it, you know what I mean. So, my situation as uh, in high school, I played for three different head coaches in my high school career. <laughs> it was a revolving door, you know. And uh, my junior year, we, we were a wishbone team, and then uh, my senior year, we were in split split back beard, you know. And so that's kind of how I got into option a little bit there. And then uh, whenever I, uh, I graduated college and started coaching high school ball, uh, I actually went back to my old high school and uh started coaching and they were a wishbone team so i kind of come up through the wishbone system and uh, i'll be kind of a funny story is uh after my first year of coaching uh i was like man i don't i I just don't think this offense is for me you know and i sat down with the coach and i'm telling him man i think i'm more of like a west coast offensive guy (laughs) (laughs) i think i thought i knew it all you know what i mean 20 something years (laughs) old whatever however old i was and uh I just think that's so funny because uh, he 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 gave me some wisdom, you know what I mean. And, and uh, I coached some JV ball and just learned the, you know, just learned the system, you know, and just balled in. You know, at the end of the day, that's what you got to do. And it actually uh, changed my mind completely about how I see the offense. You know what I mean? I I saw it more like, uh, you know, how you see Peyton Manning. You think about Peyton Manny, he's out there like the general man. He's he's audible, he's got he's in control. That's kind of how I see the option game. You know, now that I've learned it, you know what I mean, and, and been in it. So it allows you to get that pen last, that chalk last. You know what I mean, and and, uh, and uh, get you guys into the, the right play and your athletes the ball. And uh, there's a lot you can do with the control of the clock. You know, uh, uh, there's nothing like running a running the ball down a a, a team's throat and 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 uh, being able to dominate them. You know what I mean? It's just. Um, the list goes on and on, you know, about the positives about it. You know what I mean? But uh, that's kind of something I had to learn. You know what I mean? I was real hesitant. And then once I uh, just trusted it, okay, I'm going to learn. I'm going to go all in and learn it. I fell in love, you know. And then uh, my old head coach retired. And then we, uh, we evolved it to the flex bone. We learned, you know, what Georgia Tech was doing in the Navy, the Paul Johnson and stuff like that. And then um, we had some success. And then uh, uh, years later, we actually uh, evolved into like some GTO type stuff, gun triple option. And so uh, learning to incorporate, you, you mentioned power earlier, you know what I mean? And uh, uh, some zone a little bit, you know, uh, just stuff like that. Uh, uh, and then, and then uh, the last two seasons, I've been stuck in the damn Tony Franklin system. You know what I mean? Which drives me nuts, right? Cause I'm a run guy and... Uh, but, but I tell you what, as a, as a, as a, as a coach, you know, I'm just uh, appreciative of the opportunity to grow and learn. And that, that, you know, even though it may not be the system I, I love and prefer, if I was the head man, it's, uh, there were some positives I learned from it. Like I learned how to uh, coach past protection better. You know, I learned about screens. I, I, I didn't really know screens very well, I'll be honest with you, you know what I mean? And um, so I, I took those positives. And then this year, uh, being an enterprise we ran it all, man. So <laughs> under center, gun, you name it, we probably ran it, man. I'm just telling you. So, uh, but at the end of the day, option was a main staple of the success that we had. And I'm a believer in it, man. So it's just, you know, you you have lesser talent. It's an equalizer. You know what I mean? And um, I'm a big believer in uh, uh, using angles. You know what I mean? I, I don't think people talk enough about using angles. It's tried and true, man. You know what I mean? Um, we're not going to ask a guy that's outweighed or smaller, uh, outmatched to, you know, try to move somebody. You know what I mean? We're going to position them and use our leverage, and, 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 and you can win that way. Teams win year in and year out using angles. So I'm a big believer in that kind of stuff. And then if you can't block them, read them, baby. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, we're just, at the end of the day, Coach McLeod and I, we're just ambassadors of triple, you know what I mean? Just in, you know, all Things triple, man. Love it. And RPOs are not included in that, by the way.
3: You just took the words <laughs> out of my mouth there.
4: Don't even say it, man. <laughs> 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 because oh, if, you drop that, if you drop that shit, that's an incomplete pass. I'm just saying. <laughs>
5: that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
3: Well, that's why I'm shocked you guys are here. I'm the spread guy out of that other podcast. I'm the spread guy, so it's... <laughs>
5: No, it's all good, coach. We uh trust me, we 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 enjoy a good uh smattering of passing. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we do.
3: Well that's the thing. I love they give me a hard time, but I still run the ball. I would love to run the ball. I'm an offensive lineman. I love running the ball. Right. But I love the air ray passing concepts because they're so easy to know. Yeah. But I'm still gonna run the ball if that makes sense. Like I have something to pass it with. I'm also gonna run the ball. But um, I grew up in the option. Like, I always tell them it's weird. It w- it's kind of an inverted flex bone when I was in high school. Like, I tell you, if you picture the Maryland I formation, tight end on the right side, wide receivers on the left, you got your running backs and stuff. Instead of being a straight line, the H-back right in front of the tailback, he's either shifted over to the right or the left, and that was, like, our base formation. So we ran 10 option, 12 option. Like, that's what we called it. So yeah. your midline, your regular speed option we would run lead and power like that's what i grew up up in i grew up in that yeah Yeah. um i coach at my high school in that same offense i was like this is what i'm gonna do and i couldn't call it the flex bone he's like it's not the flex bone it's with something else i'm like no this is once i got older i was like this is flex bone inverted wing t stuff like this is what's happening whether he wants to admit it or not if my coach is listening i'm sorry but that's what it was (laughs) And, uh, and uh I thought that's what I was going to do forever. Then I coached in the pro style a little bit, which I hated, because you have everything in it. Absolutely everything has to be in a pro style. Yeah. Um, then recently I've been in a spread, so now I'm a spread person. Like, we've had a lot of success. But last year we ran a Auburn's type offense. Mm-hmm. H-back, tight end, power, power read, trap. Yeah. And, yeah. What was that? Jet- Jet- yeah. Reed. Yeah. And uh, then the year before that, I was a spread team. We only ran two by two and three by one. And that was it. That was it. We went 10 and one. That was it. So either one works. I'm not knocking option or whatever coach Sheffern and them say, I don't hate the option. I absolutely love it. But (laughs) I still have dreams of teaching the quarterback reads when I coached high school. I was all offensive line, but sometimes I'd help out the quarterback. There's only like four of us at a small high school. So I still remember just jumping in there like, no, this is what you do. You open up to 10 o'clock and all this, and you do this oh. and paint it on the lines. Yeah. <laughs> all I have dreams about
5: it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – well, look, and, as a uh, line coach, anytime you get to step back and, and help the quarterbacks, it's a big deal, right?
3: Yeah, and it's funny. When I was OC, I had to coach quarterbacks one year. And at first I loved it. I was like, this is easy. I could just stand here. They're just throwing to each other or whatever. And after a while, I was like, this is boring. You guys don't hit, you don't do nothing.
5: Yeah. <laughs> but it's
3: funny, we, we, we ran in inside zone. So they had to read the ends, you know? And I went back to my old days. I'm like, no, you step here, you're here, you're reading this. And then if their three tech was the guy that was really good, I adjusted. said, that's who we're reading now. So I'd get real right. fancy with it. Now you open up this way and I'm like, oh, it's coming back to me. Like all this under center stuff's coming back or line up in the pistol and do it. That, Pistol Trap worked great for us. And I was like, it's coming back to me how you have to open up. Like, that's it's right. all yeah. – you never forget.
4: No, There's some similarities in um, carryover, for sure, you know. Absolutely. I know uh, – I was talking with somebody today. They were asking me about inside zone. I think there's a – that's probably going to be a play where um, a lot of people don't want to run that that are under center guys, you know what I mean? Of course, that's mm-hmm. changing. I mean, look at Air Force this year, right? They were under center running some inside zone. Um, but I just think that the, the style of the the style of play uh, that the offensive linemen play with in the inside zone, running the inside zone scheme, versus you know like a gap or um, a beer type scheme. You know what I mean? Like it's completely different. The stance is different. The attitude is different. The pace is different. And so. Um, I think that's kind of where the line in the sand is probably for most guys. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I'm a believer that you can, you know, with, last year the big sexy thing was duo, right? The duo scheme. And I think that uh, people look at that as power without a pool. It's a gap scheme, right? To me, I think it's really like inside zone. You know what I mean? And it's just, um, I think, I don't know. I'm just saying that I think that you can, you can block it, in a manner that's aggressive, you know what I mean. You don't have to be in a two-point stance. You know what I mean. I, I still think uh, under-center teams um, and 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 gun teams that want to run the ball can 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 run it like duo. You know what I mean. They can call. They can run inside zone and call it duo. How about that? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and say, well, we're gapping it. You know what I mean. It's not zone. You know what I mean. Whatever. But um, I just think that uh, it's 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 good stuff. You know what I mean. I. I used to always be real rigid. Oh, nope. Can't be in the gun. You know what I mean? But I, I've i changed over the years. I mean, Navy has too. And these other uh, academies and their, uh, their, their mindset has kind of changed. They're doing some cool things out of the, out of the gun too. You know what I mean? But I think at the end of the day, under center, it's tried and true and it, nothing hits faster than under center. You know what I mean? So uh, we're, we're kind of teasing, man. We're not, you know, it has to be that but we're all things option and all things triple. You know what I mean? So um, but uh, I know we were talking about this the other day, me and Coach McLeod. You know, what, he he was trying to make me choose, man.
5: Yeah, I was when, trying to hold your feet to the fire, man. <laughs> yeah.
4: What would what, you ask me again, man?
5: I said, yeah. if you're if you're if you're yeah, if you're if you're a head coach right now, what you running, man? You going under center? You going gun? You try to give me the political the politically correct Well, I do a little of this, a little of that. No. Make right, that's what you got to be as a head coach, yeah.
4: If yeah. I'm held a gun to your head right yeah. now, yeah. What are you running? <laughs> yeah, yeah, under center flex moon with a small gun package. There you go, yeah. Can't
5: yeah. <laughs> hey, it's like I said, you would be like Kelly and Lee out at, at uh, at Eastern. That's, right. yeah. that's 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 them, and they do a great job. So,
3: that's you know, right. 20 Rob, inside zone, uh. I put up a picture on Twitter the other day and I talked about on a coach Salas's thing, my inside zone looks like duo. We're just not blocking the end. And the reason why we we did that a couple of years ago at a school I was at. And the reason why is because our offensive linemen were not athletic enough to go block that linebacker one-on-one. Right. Everybody thinks inside zone is stepping to the right or left and going up. We said, why don't we just get double teams, screw blocking the linebacker, just push them back four yards. And the old line to me is like, yes, four yards of pop, I'm fine with it. Like it's fine. Yeah. And so I drew it up and I put it on Twitter. Oh my goodness! No, that's this. No, that's this. No, that's that. And I was like, I just started a war. I was just asking. <laughs> oh, it someone yeah,
4: it just came out of the woodwork, right?
3: Because it was, I was on Coach Banstra's show or his YouTube, and it, we were just poking fun. Like I said, this is my inside zone. He goes, no, that's that's duo. And I was like, no, this is my inside zone. I, I don't care what you call it. To me, if I call to play, this is inside zone because I want double teams. If I want to block that end, I just call lock. So there's your duo all of a sudden. Right. So I put that picture up, and then they started saying, well, no, it's duo. Well, no, look at the path of the run. I didn't have the running back drawn up right or something. No, look, his path is inside zone. I was like, guys, I just drew it on Huddle and put it on Twitter real quick. Like, it was just – Yeah, yeah. I'm on remote learning. I had an hour. And I was like, well, hold on a second. Like, let's – It's yeah. funny
4: because uh, how we run outside beer – is the guard and tackle play side. They double and try to get the, the lineman into the lap of the linebacker. So it's the same kind of thing, too. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. It, it, It's so many different names you can call that at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I think even, like I said, under center, if you're watching the academies nowadays, you know, they're they're fanning backside or they're blocking back or they're reach pinning, however you want to say it, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's a zone-away type scheme, you know what I mean? Versus... Um, uh, well, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of midline uh, triple, right? Uh, they slice it. It's the same kind of thing where they're zoning away. To the, there's there's so many different names. But I think it's just more people getting comfortable in their mind with the attitude they want their offensive line to have. You know, I think that inside zone just has a soft connotation to it. I don't know. You know, that tip of the spear it's stuff, totally man, right. where they got the chest up high, uh, you yeah. know what I mean? and yeah. No yeah. leverage. Yeah.
5: Well, I think you have to decide if you want that to be a vertical scheme, right? Or a horizontal scheme. Yeah. You know, and I guess it depends on where you insert your back, but I mean, I would envision it being a vertical scheme. Like you're talking about coach with your duo concept. And it's funny. You said you drop something, put it on Twitter. We do that all the time and it gets shredded. I love it. (laughs) You know, I mean, I don't take hardly anything like that personal. So you know and we'll you know we get a kick out of it it's like you know you know like you said right you had five minutes you drew something up you threw it up there to see what maybe somebody else could help you with and 120 replies later you're just laughing you know it's, like,
3: <laughs> it's funny. no and then they said it was power without the polar and i was like that's not what i drew up like what are you talking yeah. about like yeah because we had a variation uh, off the inside zone that is powery without the polar and i was like no this what well, you guys are Ohio state runs it a lot like they block inside zone to the left but the right tackle is arc releasing and going up it's power yeah. without the polar you just have that and we ran that a lot like, no, that, yeah that's i'm like that's what it, what it is and i was just drawing it up i was like are you guys gonna call this duo or inside zone it's my inside zone and oh i had like 100 comments and i was like oh my goodness like yeah well, we, look,
5: we always make it way more difficult than it needs to be. Look, football is a simple game. I mean, it really is. It, well, we, we make it difficult, which, you know, it is what it is, I guess. But, yeah.
4: It could be fun. <laughs> that's kind of what Meshpoint Monday, the Twitter chat I do, that's kind of the stuff we get into a little bit, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll kind of formulate questions. What do you call this? Put a clip out there or draw something up. And then you and you can kind of see it's interesting to see different people's perspective of how they do things, how they say things. That's one thing I've learned over over like about five years of doing. It, you know what I mean? It's fun. It's fun to learn. Yeah. People feel different. You know, studying study I mean, different trees, you know, Fisher to versus uh Paul Johnson, you know, it's it's different, right? Yeah, definitely.
3: I'm I'm starting, starting to see, see right. Um I'm starting to see like we went through all the spread stuff. Now it's starting to come back. It's going backwards. You're seeing a lot of buck sweep stuff. You're seeing a lot of reading a three tech or a one tech instead of you're going back to that midline stuff out of shotgun all yeah. of a sudden. Yep. Yeah. Because they've caught defense has caught up with a lot of the RPO stuff. Now they're going back to just doing this or doing this. And we at the high school level, we're doing that too. Like we might have an RPO in there, but It's built off of regular runs. Like, we're going to do something else to
1: to get
2: that, but...
3: to run in the ball and defenses aren't going to be able to, they have to catch back up with that. Then it's going to turn back around and, yeah, uh, and it's crazy. Yeah. That's why I need to get on board with what you guys are doing. So when it goes completely back, I know what's going on.
5: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it look, it's everything's cyclical. I mean, yeah, we Tony and I, we, uh, we say it a lot, like, right. Football started in the 1860s, right? Like how much have we really invented since then? If we're sitting here in 2020, you know, there's been stuff done way before we started, you know what I mean? So we're just stewards of the game at this point, pushing it forward. It's all going to come back around. Um, we can't claim anything, that's for sure. So you're right. You make up a good point, right? So everything evolves based on how fast the defense can defend you. Now I'll say that till I die, right? So however fast the defense can defend you is, is where you go. So – and you're right – People are catching back up the RPO stuff, so it's going to go in a little different direction
3: now. So, Absolutely. unless you're Mike Leach,
5: unless you're correct, unless you're going to run mesh a thousand different ways, then you don't care.
3: <laughs> I he's, I'm a Nick Saban fan, so I always watch Sorry. Alabama. I mean, roll tide, roll tide. So yeah. I'm in Illinois. Unfortunately, I'll bring up this a little later.
5: Here, coach. I'm sorry. I swear, man. Between Notre Dame and Alabama, I can't even get a break tonight. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Ki- I, I'm kidding, man. I'm kidding. I'm
4: not a Alabama fan. I'm just. I just. If I had a nickel every time I heard, i live in Alabama now. So every time, if I had a nickel every time I hear "roll tide," there you go.
3: You could that's retire probably.
4: That, that's that's a greeting here in America and uh, in, 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 in Alabama now. You know, walk by somebody, roll tide. Yeah. Yeah.
3: No, because me and Nick Saban are pretty similar. Like, I'm very fiery. So, I'm like, I'm going to watch him. And I've read all of his books. I just, I don't know. I like Nick Saban. And he just happens to win. I don't know what to say. Um, And then uh, I love Mike Leach. He's got to be the second. So, people can say what he wants. He's going to run what he wants to run. And it works. Just give him a second. Just give him some time. It's going to work, regardless of what people think. You know? He turns around program. See, I'm going to get off topic here. He turns around program. So just give him a year, a couple of years.
5: Oh, uh, no. I mean, I, look, I, well, I mean, I think there's some, I mean, okay. So we're option guys, right? So uh, it's like, you know, we were talking about trying to pin Tony down the other day, right? What are you going to run? What are you going to run? What are you going to run? Well, look, at the end of the day, we're option guys. We're going to run option stuff. You know what I mean? And, and we're not, we're not going to come off that line. You know what I mean? And so I think you bring up a good point with Leach. Like, he, he's been his own person. He, you know, his things – don't get me wrong, his offense has evolved, no doubt. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying is, is that the roots of it have stayed the same, and he's not changing that course. You know what I mean? And, and he knows it inside and out. He teaches it to his kids, his coaches. They know it inside and out. And so, you're right. You give him, give him time, and, and, and he'll – you know, he's going to be successful. And it just goes to show you that if you have a philosophy – you have a base way of doing things that you believe in and you're confident in, then you're going to be successful. Just like you, you love spread duo. You're confident. You coach it hard. You're going to be, you've been successful, right? Same thing with us. And so, you know, I think there's something to be said in today's world for not bouncing around. You know what I mean? Sticking to something you believe in, having some conviction in it, teaching it to the kids and and, and, and going through the process of building it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, like, instead of giving somebody a politically correct answer, well, I'm going to do both, under center and gun. Well, you, no, right? Like, let's, let's pick it, and let's get convicted, and let's get after it, right? So, yeah, I think you bring up a good point with that. I Man Leach, I think, is a good example. I mean, <laughs> besides all the idiosyncrasies with him, right? Like, <laughs> all the interviews and the whatever he says, I mean, that's all great. It is, you know what I mean? But when, it, when you really get to the root of him... Like he's a, he's, this is what he's going to run. And that's, you know, that's his thing. So I don't know. I mean, it's not option stuff, but I like it. So.
3: Well, I mean, he and how mummy took it from that stuff. They looked at wishbone stuff and they came up with, yeah. Oh, they have the if then philosophy. Yeah. Cause people don't realize that they just bladder off. I'm not trying to start anything, but people bladder off. And I'm like, do you actually read how mummy stuff and Mike Leach's stuff, how they went to BYU and studied how he did this and yeah he looked at that stuff and they said, okay, if they can do like the, the, the key screens they took from like a rocket toss, like they were looking at it like, how can we generate something like that just from a shotgun perspective? Yeah. And so he'll talk about it all day long. He's like, this is what, how we came up with it. And football is evolving that it was evolving at the time. So this is how they came up with it. But it people don't want to know that stuff. They want to know this or no, it's this or no, it's this. No, he took it from that and he'll admit it.
5: Yeah, well, I think, too, if you really look at what Lavelle Edwards was doing at BYU at the time, you know, it was definitely revolutionary because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that kind of, I think that offensive style kind of gets pinned to West Coast, but it really wasn't that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was more of a blend of what I guess we would call spread in today's world, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't necessarily bill Walsh derivatives. Right. I mean, it was more open and more stuff. Anyway, I know what you mean. And, and I, you know, I think, you know, look, everything's evolved from something. Right. And, um, you know, they, and I think too, like they weren't afraid to, to try it, you know what I mean? And maybe that was part of it was being at Illinois Wesleyan at the time and not having to worry about stuff per se, As far as like uh, the pressure to win and lose, like like at Kentucky when they were there, right? But or like with him in Mississippi State, but but you know I think they were you know you gotta give them credit, right? They weren't afraid to experiment and try and figure it out, you know. And and you know kudos for them to 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 have the wherewithal to just say you know what, screw it, we're going to try this and see what happens.
3: You know what I mean? Right.
5: Yeah. Not a lot of people in that position anymore. No. even get three years anymore so hardly so you know even in some high schools you don't have pay people don't have patience for that you know so you know it's interesting development
3: yeah there was my mike leach i have to sneak that in there every single time every single time i gotta talk about mike leach somewhere in there and defend what's going on but yeah um
5: sword baby swing your sword
3: <laughs> oh i've read i've read that book like three times like <laughs> yeah um, so I'm, I'm very curious because I'm trying to remember my high school days so with you guys I know it's probably two different answers because you had two different schools in a flex bone or an option under center pistol it doesn't matter what kind of install does it look like like I know spread installs how they go about it like the old average stuff is three days like it takes three days and then you're done so what's an install look like for an offense like that like how much time what does a practice look like like I, I kind of remember, but I, I know stuff's evolved. It's, it's changed since I was 16.
5: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I uh, <laughs> really depends on what rabbit hole you want to go down, man, right? So uh, inside of here is pretty intensive when it comes to, to install. Um, the the schematics of an art, it's a gap scheme, right? But when you incorporate what a defense could potentially do to you and how you have to counteract that, it gets pretty intensive with the tags and things you have to do perimeter wise, some of the technique stuff. So, um, you know, if you wanted to, to start with, with, with an option, flex bone principle, you'd, you'd identify your five. We call it big five. It's probably big six. Now we'll call it big five. Right. Tony. Right. It could probably six, but, We'll call it five, right? So that's, you got to kind of start there, right? So that would be inside veer, right? Zone dive, mid-double, mid-triple, and rocket toss, okay? So when you break down an install of those plays, okay, inside veer is the most intense as far as installation goes. So, you know, it may take you two solid days maybe even three just to get inside veer correct as far as an install goes now that doesn't count how you're going to practice and organize it that doesn't count all any of that that's just look we're going to transfer scheme to feet on the field you know what I mean? um and then uh you know and so what you end up trying to do is package things together that are the most similar you know what i mean from a install standpoint not you know, I think some people maybe don't quite like a lot of people like might might try to tr- package mid-double and rocket together from a scheme standpoint when you call them plays in the game, right? Because mm-hmm. if I reach with my tackle and the end runs out, well, I can reach pin and run mid-double, right? Because I'm gonna open B gap, right? But that's not that's not the same as an install, right? So what you want to be able to do is take the techniques that you're an O-line guy, right? So if I'm an O line coach. And I can take the techniques on inside veer and zone dive, and I can teach those things and replicate those steps and the footworks and the aiming points for like a three or four day install, and I get inside veer and zone dive out of it. Well, that's a positive, even though it may have taken those four days to get it done. You know what I mean? But what right. you've done is you've teach scoops on the backside, you've teach your play side tackle how to veer. Right. And, and, and if you're cross training guys, you're teaching your center how to veer and your guard to veer, you know what I mean? So you're preparing yourself for things down the road, but I think from an install standpoint, if you can package techniques together, then it's a, it's extremely beneficial. Right. So, and that has nothing to do with how you call a game. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that's sometimes gets lost in translation, but um, so, so, you know, an install, you know, it's going to take some time, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to install it in three days and, and get off and, and go. It is not going to work like that. So you kind of have to package it, right? So inside veer and zone dive, and then work that, review it, then pop over to mid double, you know, mid triple, and then, you know, rock it. And then, you know, from there it's, you know, what am I going to do to play action pass wise? What complementary plays do I need based on my own personnel? You know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm. And,
5: what can my quarterback? What can our kids handle, right? Can we go to right. step game? Can we do screens? Can we do? You know, you would love to have all of it, but in reality, you got to know what your own kids can handle. So, yeah, I would say it's a lot more intensive than a three-day install, and you're done.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Yep, definitely.
4: I agree. Um, it's it's expensive. You know, running it. You know, you think about things in terms of expensive versus inexpensive. Inexpensive is like uh, putting in a new formation, right? A new look, mm-hmm. a shift, the motion, something like that. That's cheap. And uh, But uh, the option game, it, it can be expensive. It takes a lot of your practice time to rep all the reads and the different looks, like Coach said, and the different blocking schemes that you might have to use. Um, so it's expensive. But I, I was thinking my Coach was talking about like quarterbacks nowadays, going to – like you, you probably got a quarterback, I'm sure, because he's in an air raid or whatever – Uh, nowadays on Twitter, you see them going to these trainers, you know, they pay the money to go to these trainers and throw, and they're getting tons and tons of reps. Uh, back, back when I coached in a wishbone, even in a flexbone, we took pride in going to camp, going to a a wishbone camp or a flexbone camp, you know? And, uh, we always said like, there's no way you can replicate the amount of reads that they're going to get live that like they do in camp. Uh, mm-hmm. It's 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 unbelievable. Like, and so your quarterbacks can get better at it. The more they see it, the more they rep it. The more you know. And so those are the key things that you gotta you gotta kind of simulate and get you guys good at. You know what I mean? So it's just uh, you know second nature. You know what I mean? It's it's uh, muscle memory. Uh, no no different than the, like I said the pass game. But those guys are going and working on to throw uh, fifty two hitch routes. You know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> but uh, you know we're we're rep and so. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot to it, man. I ain't going to, I mean, so you, you hear the big five and you're thinking only five. There's a lot to it, man. Uh, you know, different, different presentations the defense can give you and you want to be ready for them all. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, once you get that stuff uh, installed, you can kind of add to it, but you got to get the base in first. If you don't have the base down, you know, you you don't have a chance to win any games. You know what I mean? Um. a lot of the game comes down to checks too. You know what I mean. You call something, uh, and then get up to the line of scrimmage, and now the, the quarterback's checking the play. And typically, it's going to be to a basic play. <laughs> you know what I mean? One of your one of your big five. Uh, you, you know what I mean? So uh, it doesn't have to be complicated in the system to uh, to be successful uh, necessarily. So yeah, I think
5: too, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but I, no, I, no, that's good. But I think too. I, once you're it's installed right you i think option guys have gotten really good at boiling what practice down needs to look like so every kid gets to see the reps they need to see you know what i mean so you know with the pods and the half lines and 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 the inside run periods and the you know the perimeter passing and perimeter run tied together you can really get a lot of reps for kids to get them the looks they need to get um you know in an hour period you know what I mean and and I think so so yes it's intensive maybe those first wet first week right
3: Mm -hmm.
5: to that you're boiling all this stuff down into into segments you know what I mean and you're trying to get as many reps as you can to the kids for what they may see on Friday or Saturday night so you know it's in it's intense but it's only intense for a short time I guess is what I'm
3: trying Mm -hmm.
5: right and then after that it's all about repping the technique and how many ways can I, how many ways can I multiply that effect across the practice for a kid? So I take a quarterback, I coach quarterbacks, right? So take a quarterback, for example, through an, through an hour period of offense, which is individual, right? Group segmented pods and team or half line, depending on what you want to do. I mean, that kid could get upwards of 80 reads in a practice. You know what I mean? If you're Mm -hmm. you're doing it right. So when you, when you, when you, think about it, you know, that's, that's a lot of work that kid got that day. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it, it goes from expensive to simple as it goes, you know what I mean? Um, you know, it's just the intensive part is it's, you got to know what you're doing. You got to know the details and you got to be very detailed with how you teach it. You know what I mean? And then once you do that, and the practice really takes care of itself.
3: So sure. yeah, it becomes that big muscle memory and then it's a big investment, but then it pays, you're going to get a big payout. Cause that kid's going to, like you said, like, I love watching Navy check because for spread yeah. guys, like, what are they checking? And well, I'm like, well, they have to see who they're going to read or is there a dive or is there something else? Yeah. And yeah, it's no different than when spread, if they line up a certain way, you check to something. I always laugh yeah. at that. I'm like, I know they're checking, I know they're an option team, but they can still check the line. They're still trying to figure it out. And yeah. I love watching Paul Johnson's teams back in the day. Like the way they did it. It was Yeah. As a sprint guy, I loved watching it.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Well he he called a play and the quarterback had to put him in the right one. You know what I mean? So, you know, if they were going to read mid triple or or let's say mid double, because they didn't really run a whole lot of mid-triple, but they're gonna if you're gonna call mid double, right? And they wanna run to the three, quarterback had to know that. So mm-hmm. he just called it and then expected the guy to put him in the right spot, get everybody on the same page.
0: There's right.
5: you know, something to be set for that. So you just got to be able to teach your kids. It may Tony says it all the time, and, and I'll give him credit for it because he says it all the time. It forces you to be a great, detailed coach. Mm-hmm. Here. Yeah,
4: I mean, to just expand on that a little bit more, like uh, I remember uh, when we ran the flex phone, I had a uh, really bright kid, and I would train him. Uh, I would try to set him up in practice. I would put a front up there, call a play. And, you know, he was supposed to check the play. So I was like, okay, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? And he would do it. You know what I mean? He was very – I think I only got him one time, you know, one or two times maybe. (laughs) But I would always have this competition. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you today. And what that did is in the game, it it built trust. And so I called the game from the box. And uh, we could either call it the audible in from the sideline or – we just trusted the kid to get us into the correct play based on how we coached him, you know? Yeah. And, uh, one of the, one of the coolest, coolest times, uh, would be like, we would check to a little pop pass what we call load pass, you know? And, uh, I, I think we had like a fourth and two and, uh, I called zone dive or something. They walked up the blitz and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to get fired. This is a dumb call right here. You know what I mean? They had brought the house safeties and everything, but, uh, uh, my quarterback checked to that load pass, and we hit it. Boom! Ripped it for a huge one. You know what I mean? It, say, it, it so it made me look good. Is what I'm trying to say. But really, it was a kid's call. He, his training prepared him for that situation. It got us, it, it got the positive result for the team. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, it, so it, it, you know, it's like I said earlier, man. It's like uh, Peyton Manning, Omaha. He's in control. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I, yeah. I just yeah. think of that. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I love I love the yeah. offense for that. Uh, uh, being able to have the, the chalk last,
3: right? Or the white marker, marker last. Yeah, there's no chalkboards anymore. It's got to be the marker now. There's no more chalkboards. It's or huddle. Or it's an iPad. Like, whoever has an yeah. iPad.
4: I had to switch it up, man.
3: <laughs> well, like, going back to Twitter, I'm all over the place, but like, wing T guys hate spread guys and vice versa. And I don't get why. Because, like, well, because I respect – uh triple option offenses because it's the same thing over and over you're repping and then you can tweak it but it's the same thing over and over like you said he knew it like the back of his hand to check to a different play like oh i know this in my dreams and that's why i like the air raid stuff because the same thing there it's the same thing over and over and that's why i don't like the the i was an oc but I, my head coach me have a hodgepodge of a spread i kid you not i had to have 50 formations seven run plays 20 pass plays and it's just now you've become this hodgepodge, and you can't practice something over and over. Right. So there's something to be said about offenses that are simple, and they do the same thing over and over. Like, embrace the boredom, I guess. And yeah. But options a little different because quarterback gets to run, so it's not bored all the time. They're going to run. They got to have yeah. ice in their vein because they got to be hit. I remember teaching quarterback: you have to run at him and then pitch it because you're going to get hit. Yeah. But after a while, they loved it. They wanted to hit the guy first. I was like, now remember to pitch the ball though. You still hit them, but you got to pitch it first.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, besides, besides the obvious, you know, like chicks dig the option more than they do the air raid, right? Um, and the, if you want to sit at the cool kids table at the lunchroom, you know what I mean. You got to run triple. You know what I mean? it's those, those two obvious things, right? <laughs> if if you look at the impact, and maybe I'm just crazy here, right? But if you want to look at the impact that your star player, your athlete, your, your, the kid that you want the ball in his hand to impact the team's uh, victory, right, to, to impact the game, right? In a spread-type offense, in high school anyway, right, can you get the ball to your playmaker enough if he's not a quarterback? You know what I mean? Where in a triple, you know, we'll, we'll put our best athlete at the quarterback spot. All right? So it's always in his hands or put him at the B back, you know what I mean? So he's getting that maximum amount of touches, you know what I mean? And uh, maybe you're a a team that has to play guys uh, uh, two ways or whatever. You have a limited amount of numbers, but you have really good athletes on defense uh, that don't come over and play offense. They can jump over at the slot and they can uh, not have to know the whole offense and catch a rocket toss and, and still have a huge impact on, I guess you could do the same thing by throwing them a fade. Right. But it doesn't matter what offense you're in. You can throw a fade. Right. Uh, but I'm just, I'm just saying that I think you can get your athlete the ball in his hands more in a run oriented offense, like, like run, running uh, option. You know what I mean? Uh, then, then you can in the, in the air raid, unless you're, you're slinging it every single time, uh, every, uh, but, but you got to be able to complete those passes, right. Where a run, you handing it off or you're just taking a snap and you don't have to worry about that. Uh, uh, and, and I don't know. I just compare the high school receivers in my area, you know, they have, you know, good stats or whatever, but it's like 10 to 20 catches, you know, uh, almost 10 touchdowns, something like that. Compare that to like a running back or quarterback in the option system where they have a hundred touches. I'm not kidding. You know what I mean? hundred I've seen a kid get 200 touches. You know what I mean? A running type quarterback. So Uh, The impact that that kid has versus the receiver that's only getting the 10 to 20 catches to me is, I don't know, I'm going to make
0: it
4: Yeah, you guys, you guys follow what I'm saying? Yeah. You look like a smart coach, man, getting, the, getting your dude the ball is what I'm trying to say.
3: I'm yeah. a spread guy, so I don't know what you're talking about. This is all <laughs> this is French, Spanish.
4: Well, like, even, even if your kid's not a quarterback, but he's an athlete, right? You put him in there, like, a college recruiter's going to see his highlight film. Like, that's a dude right there. You know what I mean? He's got the ball. He's getting to showcase his talent versus a kid who's got, you know, like I said, 50 hitch routes on his highlight. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. Kids aren't going to see it like I'm explaining it to you. But as a coach, you want the ball in your athlete's hands, man, to to, to, to win the game. You know what I mean? And um, not have to depend on the quarterback to get it to him. You know what I mean? And could be incomplete. The protection could break down. I'm I'm just saying, right? So it's okay if you don't agree with me. But I'm just saying that's how I process it in my mind because I had a kid in Jeffrey Hills in 2011 and it was a, it was the fifth fastest kid in the state of Florida. I was excited. I looked at his stats. I was like, man, he had to have big time stats the year before had eight touchdowns and 12 touches. They were like two and eight or something like that. I was like, well, shit, that's why they were two and eight. He only had 12 touches, you know? Yeah. They touchdowns out of those 12, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, Cause yeah. you want your athlete on punt return, kick return, everything else. You know what I mean? Why not put him in the, the saddle, man, and run some quarterback or or, or some b back or some slot? You know what I mean? Where he's getting the ball yeah. multiple yeah. times, yeah. and uh, yeah. the kid finished with over 100 touches, 24 touchdowns, over a thousand yards. Uh, rest is history. So I'm just saying, I'm I'm a big believer in uh, putting your athlete in a position where he can touch the ball. It don't matter what yeah. position he's in, but he's got to get them touches. You gonna look like a smart coach. You gonna win more ball games. Yeah. Whatever offense that is, I'm for it.
5: Yeah. No doubt. Coach
4: Steve, do I mean, talk to me, man. Uh, debate me. I mean, your receivers. I mean, they, I mean, what kind of statistics are they? I mean, are they getting hundred touches? No way, right?
3: No, but if in the spread you can move them around. So, like the school I was at, we were a huddle spread team. Now I know people don't hear that a lot, but we were a huddle. And we could have – if we put someone in, we could say, hey, move him to the X or move him to here because we want to get him the ball. We're going to move him. When you break the huddle, they're not going to know. And then if you had multiple guys, well, you could do a jet motion or, you know, do a – we call it split zone. You do that a couple times, do a rollout and give him the ball. There's different ways to do it. But I think in a spread – because I'm a spread guy, but I think in a spread you have to be almost – you have to think a little more, if that makes sense. I think you have to be like, okay, how yeah. are you going to do this? Instead yeah. of being like a yeah. fear option or even a wing T, like it's easy. Like you're just going to toss him this or move this guy in a spread. You have to do it. But for us, we were three by one and two by two. And that was it. Like we didn't get fancy or, or a two back. And that was it. So we were able to jet motion or we might line that guy up in the backfield and just hand him the ball, like, screw it. We're just going to hand him the ball and see what happens. Um, sure. Jailbreak screens, you know, like, you run the ball so much, you motion him, lineman can go out and you can do that. So for us, where I was at, I think it's by where you coach at too, like your experience is like, if I just did option the whole time, that's what I would say. But I've been in it all. So like, I've seen it all. So for me, that's what we did. And, and as a coach, it made you think like, okay, what? How, we were 10 and one that year. So we got to get, we got to get weird. Like we were seven and zero. like what can we put in today that they can do? You know, you just kept adding on. Okay. So I think if, you're you're hundred percent right. I'll never argue that what you, that type of offense does that like the quarterback has the ball, you can get you can pitch the ball to your guy, you can rocket toss it, do all that. Spread you can do the same thing, but as a coach, you have to be able to recognize like you can't be stagnant. How are you going to get this kid the ball? It can't be let's not have a two by two. He stands here the whole time and never moves. All right. Or like key screens the whole time. No, get a package in or just tell him to sub. I don't care. Tell him to go play the tailback. Go out to here add this formation to move them here. Like it's, it's simple. Like you said earlier, we make it complicated. Like it could be very simple. We just want to be, or the big thing is, Oh, they did this on Saturday. This is what we're going to do now. Or I'll never forget a coach came in. I saw the Kansas city chiefs do this Thursday night. So we're going to add it. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're The Kansas city chiefs. Like that's Andy Reid. Don't be bringing that stuff yeah. in here in high school. Yeah. And so I think that's where yeah, coaches yeah. fall into a trap. Of like, we're gonna. Well, they did this on Saturday. Like I do it though. I'll draw something up and, um, Coach Kurt Hines. I talked to him on my podcast and he said, "Wait, their playbook mm-hmm. is this big. It's this big. Their spread team, it's this big." Because what happened was he started to watch Saturdays and it started to do this, started to do that, and so if they add something, they have to take something out. Yeah. And then they'll move guys around to get the ball, and so. I think it's just how you coach it, how you can see what's going on, spread or not spread. As long as you can do that and adapt, I think you're fine in my opinion, but I'm stupid, simple. So I'm, I'm, I'm not always right.
5: No, I, I, no, look, we, I I think we could debate a lot about how you're going to get them the ball. Right. Right. But I think what it boils down to is understanding your own personnel, uh, how Mm -hmm. how to, how, how to affect them and, and how to let them help you win the game. Right. So, just like you said, right? I got to take that receiver and put him in jet motion and hand him the ball, <laughs> right? So, I mean, you know, it, 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 you got to know. And again, I think that's what we said earlier. Forces you to be detailed, mm-hmm. right, coach, and to know what in the world's going on, right? right. If you're just grabbing at straws and throwing stuff and see if it sticks to the wall, that ain't very good. You know what I mean? So, whether, whatever right, you're in. If you're really having something that's simplistic, like you said, right, your playbook's not very big, right? Mm. Um, it forces you to be detailed. So, I, I think that's the, positive stuff.
3: Because the year that the year before, we all, they only had like two or three guys that want to get the ball, maybe two. And the next year, there were some transfers that came in. So now you have these two receivers or running backs you can move. Well, what do you do? You motion them, and they're looking at them, and you do something else. Yep. So we adapted because the year before we didn't really motion when we motioned, it was just to get to a different formation. It was like, we're gonna go two by two, just motion to trips. And then we had this problem. Well, it's a good problem. Now we're starting to do fake jet motion and all that stuff. You adapted to try to figure out what to do. We, but you stayed the same. Everything stayed the same. So we just adapted to what we had. And a lot of coaches don't do that though. No, you're going to adapt to what I do. No, it has to be. Yeah. Yeah. keep your core system, but then figure out what, what can they do? And then you go off of that, like keep your core principles, but then like, what else can we do to make them comfortable? And it's just muscle memory. And they're dreaming about it. They're coming to practice coach. I dreamed that I read the three tech and then this happened. Like now you're getting yeah. it. I think like now you're yeah. getting it. Like, yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I think too. Um, we, we always have to remember flex bone really is a formation.
3: Mm-hmm
5: series of formations right like inside veer is is not exclusive to the flex bone inside veer is its own it's its own entity you can run inside veer out of split back veer I, split backs eye, wishbone you know what i mean i i bone i mean you know pick something right inside veer is its own it's its own scheme so i think a lot of people obviously um I mean, I think they marry the two together a lot, but in reality, flex bone's a series of formations, right? So, um, you know, I think we always have to kind of remember that. Um, it's just a way to get more guys the ball. So just like your formations are two by two to three by one the one year, right? Right. So we, you're two by two, right? For the most part, at your base in, in, in flex bone, right? So, and and I think, you know, I've seen people be very, very, very successful in a zone dive and mid triple the first year they ever run run option stuff. You know what I mean? Rocket, mid triple, zone dive. And that's you know, play actions off of that. That's it. Be very successful. Beat the snot out of people. Right. So,
1: mm-hmm.
5: you know, and that that's it was just, you know, what you're familiar with and what you like to do. So I like it. I like all of it. That's my problem.
3: That, that's oh, yeah. my thing is i love offense any offense i watch i'll watch anybody yeah. in college now nfl i can only watch so many so much of it but college i watch it all and so um coach sheffers i always say like i love everything what do you guys keep saying i'm a spread guy i'll watch everything i know i can pick up what you're putting down a little bit when you talk about it like i understand and yeah the gist of it so uh but that is my problem. I'll see somebody, I draw it up. I'm like, I could, we could do that. I'll text the head coach, Steve, shut up. Don't put that in there. Yeah. Don't be adding yeah, yeah. what you're seeing. <laughs> yeah. So I take a lot of your guys' time, and so we can wrap it up. I know Coach Sheffer asked you this question on his. I wasn't going to ask it because he did. But on my college football recap, me and my two friends were Illini fans, unfortunately. So we have like an Illinois sadness half-hour discussion
5: yeah but you just won a game man you're fired up
3: we're not happy i'm not happy about it at all like it was Rutgers. i'm not happy about a win against it's a
5: win my man come (laughs) on those are hard to come by no matter who you play hey you know what's Uh, important about that game they put a kid from illinois in and won the game so remember that
3: i think he went to east st louis the quarterback, he went to East St. Louis, I think, which is in Illinois. Um, there you go, dude. But so Coach Shefford always, always give me, he asked you guys who should run like a power five, who should run the flex bone yeah. or wing tier or whatever. Yeah. And I wasn't going to ask that because, like, you guys have already been that, but it got brought up on Sunday to me, like, Steve, are you ready to accept that Paul Johnson or Munkin, who I know his family because they're in Illinois?
5: They're in the Illinois, guys. Yeah.
3: Well, I, uh, Bill Munkin coached at Charleston, and Jeff is his nephew. And then a lot of them coach up here in the Chicago land, like yeah. Matt. there's a Matt Munkin, Ted Munkin, and all of them. And uh, are you ready to accept Paul Johnson to come out of retirement to Illinois? Are you ready for Munkin to go there? Are you ready for you know Coach Ken to go there? And I'd always say no. And on Sunday, I said, let's do it. As long as it's pistol, I am good with it. Let's just do it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: As long as I get some type of spread look to it, I'm good. And I said, no, I'm kind of done. I love Lovie Smith, but Illinois is just kind of, it makes me mad. So I guess I'll ask just because who do you think would benefit from a Monkin or a Coach Ken or if Paul Johnson ever comes out of retirement, which I don't I think he's done, but who could benefit? Is it Illinois? Is it South Carolina? Because they have an opening now. Like who would benefit nothing from Nothing can
5: fix them, Coach. Uh,
3: I said Coach Babers. I love Coach Babers. He could go turn around, but that's just me. I'm going to
4: throw you a curveball. You ready? I'm ready. Mississippi State.
3: No. <laughs> hey, I w- I'll take Mike Leach to come to Illinois. Yeah. I'll bring him to Giordano's pizza myself if he shows up. There you, <laughs>
5: you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that's a good one. I, I Look, we do get asked this question a lot, and it's fine. I, I just –
3: I wasn't going to until Illinois. No, 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 no. I would, so bad. But,
5: but hey, they won anyway. So uh, <laughs> I would say that, uh, honestly, you, you're going to have to find a program that has conviction enough from the whole athletic department down, okay,
1: mm-hmm.
5: athletic director, assistant athletic directors, strength coaches, program down, all the way from the top, that that's willing to um, sacrifice maybe some of the the, the popularity of, a, of, a, of an offense of today uh, to, to win some, some games, right? So mm-hmm. who is that? Well, to be honest with you, all right, that could be several different teams across the United States. Power five, group of five, one double A, well, FCS, sorry, I'm mm-hmm. old you know, division two. And it, it, and so, you know, I think if you look at the teams that have been option related or option based, right. So look at, just take coastal Carolina, for example, this year. Right. So you know, they're in a the gun, right. They're going to run option principles, a lot of plays. Right. And, and, you know, look, they're ranked for the first time. They're doing well. Um, and, and so I, I think you really have to take a look at who's willing to to make that commitment. Uh, You know, it's easy for Georgia Southern. They've always been an option team since Irk Russell came out of the mud. You know what I mean? Like, so so it's easy for that program because they already have that identity. You know what I mean? Um, And I think, like I said, with, with uh, Coach Sheffer's podcast, I think Paul Johnson created historical uh, historical, historical, Positive with with the flex bone at Georgia Tech. I mean, they they won games. They did well. Um, I, I don't necessarily think it has to be an academy type school or or a high academic school. I really don't. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
5: You know, I think you can. I think you can take these principles and, and apply it to to any situation. So, you know, I mean, yeah, we could say Stanford, Vanderbilt, you know, whoever, but. I don't think it has to be that per se. I think it needs to be a school that wants to win, uh, wants to change their identity and, uh, and has the, the ability to be patient. You know what I mean? And know that, you know, you may hear a little grumbling here and there. Right. But if you can win, you're going to put bring those guys back to the fannies in the seat. Right. So is that Illinois? I don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe. Maybe. Um, I think if you want some relevance, you, we're going to want to consider it some way or another—gone under center, however you want to look at it. If you want some relevance, you need to start looking at it. So, I guess I didn't really answer your question, but I know South Carolina's looking for a coach. Hey,
4: you can't fix them, buddy. Oh, <laughs> oh, South Carolina, Michigan. I mean, I. I...
3: That'll be open soon.
4: Yeah, well, I mean, that's true. He's not, he's not going yet. But you got to think that's coming, right? Penn State. You know that those 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 two guys are on the hot seat right now. I hear on the on on the
5: TV. You know. Yeah, what I mean? so, it's a it's a shame, right? Like, let's take Penn State for example, right? I mean, come on, right? They've been they've been good. Um. We got a lot going on right now. It's not easy, not easy to coach football. So hey, you know I understand. It's it's big business. It is. You, you right. know you swing from you swing from millions of dollars, millions on top of millions of dollars, right? With wins and losses, you swing your whole program swings. I get it, I get it. But we're in a little bit of an unprecedented time, right? So I mean, look, South Carolina, whatever, who cares, right? But Penn State, that's different.
4: <laughs> maybe we need one of those no bias
5: at all no bias but you know. we need one of those teams on
4: the Maction you know how, uh, Thursday night or whatever Wednesday night when Maction comes on the Mac we need, attack yeah we, we need a flex phone team in the Mac attack man that'll be cool yeah, yeah.
3: something yeah. like that that's yeah. what I told Coach Sheffer I said I don't know if it'll ever happen with a Power 5 yet it needs to happen outside of Army and Navy it needs to be a Mac attack, it needs to be some sub power five or sub division one. And then it will slowly move up. I know Coach Ken almost got to Arizona until that quarterback tweeted what he tweeted and then yeah. karma bit them and they went for it's terrible. But yeah. It needs to happen something like that. And you know, I just asked that because what happened with Illinois, they were like, Steve, are you ready to open up your heart to this? And I was like, I think I am. I think I'm done watching what I'm watching with Illinois
4: and watching. I'll I do watch say I'll be honest, I forget Illinois has a football team sometimes, you know what I mean? <laughs> man, just, da- it's I'm, daggers I'm, tonight, man. Daggers. Hey, but Florida State is terrible this year, man. They they've been they've been pretty terrible. I like the coach there from Memphis, you know. Um, but they they haven't been good this year. I know they beat North nope. Carolina that was undefeated or something like that, but then they yeah, they did. Yeah. So I mean, maybe he's turning it around, but you know, you gotta be thinking like a like a like a Florida State maybe even, you know what I mean? But I don't know.
3: Well, I don't I'm always know a basketball school, so Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
5: I don't know if somebody'll take a risk on him, you know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean I you know I, I shouldn't say risk, take a chance on. Them. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Illinois is number eight in the nation in basketball, so that's what we look forward to is uh, yeah. <laughs> is basketball. Yeah, football last year went to the Red Box Bowl. They got their mo- my friend goes they got their movie and they got to watch a football game as they went to the Red Box Bowl.
4: <laughs> well, the last time I remember, uh, Syracuse, not Syracuse, Illinois being pretty good was uh, Ron uh, Zerk, was it?
3: Ron Zook, yeah. yeah.
4: And they had the juice right at the quarterback.
3: Yeah, they beat. So Ron Zook could recruit. He helped. He was when he was at Florida. He helped recruit Tim Tebow. Like he was the guy that did that. And he could recruit. It was just coaching. He could recruit like nobody's business. I mean, we beat Ohio State when they were number one in the nation at Ohio State with juice. And then I think it was 2010 or 11. Um, we beat Baylor in a bowl game when they had Robert Griffin III. And and then we just kind of went this way and then lovey smith shows up and we were just sitting there uh it's hard to recruit when you have ohio state and, the, and penn state and michigan all in the big 10 and then indiana looks good now i love watching them they look really good yeah. now and yeah uh, my friend knows the strength and conditioning guy there, so I watch it from that aspect, and he tells me what the, what they've adapted, and I watch them. Like I see what you're talking about. Like we're, me and him are going to do a podcast and it's gonna be like three hours because of everything he has to talk about. But watching it from that aspect is like, let's get them to Illinois, or I want Mike Leach to show up. That's just that's just my thing. <laughs> at
4: the, end of the day, man. That's it. Tom Allen, man, he's been fun to watch this year, that's for sure. Love, yeah. love that guy, man.
0: Yeah,
4: he used to coach down in Tampa at USF. And uh, that quarterback he has is from Tampa. You know, we played against him, uh, and he, he torched us, man, back in high school. Uh, he's good. Mike Penix,
3: mm-hmm. he's
4: good, man. He's good. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of the Cinderella this year, aren't they? And
3: yeah. they play Ohio State, and we're kind of rooting for Indiana. I never thought I'd say that because I don't like Ohio State. I cannot stand them. So I'm just kind of like, all yeah. right, Indiana. Yep.
4: He's all
3: right, most- Well, I take it?
4: Genuine head coach, I think. You know what I mean? He just, he just is awesome.
3: And has a good tackling form. Yes. <laughs> all those you... injuries. He... Yeah,
4: He's I was awesome. going to say. You see the injuries all come up. His injury yeah. report from celebrating. That's awesome. And
3: then you got Lovey Smith standing there with his arms crossed and never moves. I was like, I want that guy on in Indiana to be running up and down and, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I've taken a lot of your guys' time. I appreciate you guys being here. We talked a lot of rambling on, but that's fine. We're in COVID. No, man, it
5: was fun. Heck, yeah. Yeah, great. Anytime we can talk football, I think we, you know, it's, it's a short list of reasons <laughs> to come on and talk. So <laughs> Yeah, that no, was fun. No, thanks for having us, right? So. Yeah, I appreciate you having us, man.
3: No, I appreciate it. Anybody that listens, go check out their MeshPoint podcast and then – Whenever you get the mesh point chat, did I say that right? That's coming up eventually. Yeah. yeah. On Monday nights. I'll have to look out for that again. Uh Twitter's blown up during this off season COVID. So it's just it's all over. Yeah. Um, well, I appreciate you guys once again there. if' Wear your masks. We can get back to normal at some point yeah, in life. No doubt. Yeah. Um, and I'll see everybody later.
5: All right, man. Thanks for having us on. Take care. Leave a little triple. Viva la triple, baby. Viva la triple.